like a few weeks now this topic has been brewing on the inside and i've just been thinking on it and what i really want to say about it but i really wanted to do a live on family because it's a really really important discussion and if you don't know i am the oldest out of four and all of my siblings have july birthdays except for yours truly because <laughs> Had to be different okay december babies are where it's at but anyways uh all my siblings are july babies so this month is always very busy i mean in addition to my si my three siblings we also have some more july birthdays in the family but yeah so like my sister's birthday comes first and then my brother who's 18 months apart from me his birthday comes up next and then my baby brother his birthday is the last one so literally like in july we got a birthday like every single week pretty much and side note uh, when i found out that i was pregnant uh, my daughter's due date was close to the end of the month and i was like yeah she because i've heard things you know about that first time that you have a kid they come late uh, uh, uh. i was like no we don't need no more july babies this is going to be a june baby so my daughter is a june baby because we didn't need no more july babies but anyways this whole topic really was inspired because uh, earlier this month I went to Disney for my sister's 21st birthday and it was a big family trip my parents all my siblings my brother so we're all in Florida but my brother is different he's in California so he flew in and then my little sister's best friend who's at this point pretty much part of the family also flew in from Jersey and so it was my parents all my siblings and my daughter and we all went to Disney and growing up we used to actually come to florida for vacation like every single year pretty much like every summer we'd be down here and life happened things changed and so as i got into like high school we weren't able to vacation the way that we used to and then college happened and life happened and so this disney trip for my family was literally the first one in over a decade that we had been in disney as a family so it was just a very special occasion to celebrate my sister, to have that family time, because we've had family time over the years at different points, but sometimes we'll be like missing a sibling or whatever, or even we went through a season where like my brother was in Florida, we were in New York, my sister was in California. So to have that family time all together, it was just like super special. And also because my dad had some health struggles last over the past couple of years, so and that's another thing with my parents it's like one of them has to stay behind because either because of work or because of the dogs so it was just really really special for my family to be all together all at once and uh while i was in disney world spending time with my family it just hit me because those lines can we talk about it <laughs> those lines in disney world they could for the most popular attractions you could be in line for like two hours and and we were sometimes because we also you know it's summertime so everybody's at disney and i just kept thinking to myself because the lines they were long but they didn't feel long because that was my family so we were talking we were joking we were like playing games and stuff and so the time kind of went by quickly but i just kept thinking to myself as i'm with my family and looking at so many other people with their families too about the importance of family like <laughs> can i couldn't even have imagined waiting on a two-hour line with people i didn't like 
or yeah like the fact that i was able to be with people that i love it was just a blessing and then like i said to just watch other people and their dynamics <laughs> yeah it was definitely really thought provoking and i knew that i wanted to talk about family and and even as i was sitting in down uh, it's not called downtown disney anymore as i was sitting in disney springs uh, as our trip was coming to an end it just made me really excited and just reminded me that i really do need to become a wealthy woman because i want to do more family vacations and even as my siblings and i get older we talk about let's go on sibling trips like we've been saying that but i mean it's a little tricky right now while we're all getting on our feet as young adults and everything but it's something that we want to do and i I've seen so many different people from like the Todd, Mike Todd and his family, where he goes away for a month with his family and he brings his whole family, like extended family, big trips like that to like just watching like E.T. and C.J. and um, Jamal and those guys that do vacations with their families to like, who else? Let's see. Um, I feel like there was another family that does a big family vacation too but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyways, like I just see these people and they're doing these big old family trips and it's like a thing. And so that's something that my siblings and I said to each other, like as we get older, like we're doing sibling trips and I'm a huge advocate for a good vacation, all right? I'm a, a huge advocate for it all. Solo trips, vacations, family trip, mother's whatever, friends, whoever, whatever. I'm a big advocate for trips of all kinds. So yeah, my siblings and I, we did a sibling trip. We did our first sibling trip in 2019 to California, but we were not able to bring my youngest brother. So I look forward to being able to really having my whole, like all four of us present and doing things. And as time passes and we become older, it's just becoming easier to do. Well, it will be easier to do because we won't have to do with school and stuff. So again, like it just reminds me like we gotta get to the bag because we need to go on family vacation. And you know, I don't want anybody to say like, oh, I don't have it. I want it to be like, oh, I'm paying, let's go. So I was just thinking about that all as I was in Disney, but I feel like there's so much more to be said on family. So I do have some notes cause I don't wanna miss any important points, but I'm also just gonna talk and see what comes out <laughs> and you know, hopefully by the end of this, y'all have, you will have heard something that is for you or that makes you think. And so I, I feel like you might be like ginger, like why? It's like one of two things. It's like either you know me and you know how important family is to me or you don't know me. And you're like, why is this young girl on here talking about family, right? I'm 26 years old. I'm about to have a divorce under my belt who am I to talk about family, right? But no, like I actually have so much to say. And I do feel like as a 26 year old, I really want to talk about family because I'm at this age. I mean, I already have my daughter, but if you're around my age or thinking about starting a family, I feel like this is such an important discussion because you know, you where you grow up, you can't choose where you grow up. You can't choose who your parents are, but as you get older, you can start to take accountability and start to imagine and dream about and plan about, all right, this is what I grew up with. I didn't like this. I'm not allowing this. This is how my family will look. These are the values I'm gonna instill. These are the traditions I'm going to create. And so I feel like it's an important discussion to have 
especially at this age because I want somebody else who's close to my age to know like, hey, you're not too young to start dreaming about what you want your family to look like one day. So, where we want to start here? Y'all bear with me because my notes are very scattered tonight, but we're going to talk about everything we need to talk about. So, my parents have been married. This year will be, yeah, this year will be 30 years in November, 30 years of marriage for my parents. My parents got married in 1993, and then they had me later in 1996, three years later. And um, this weekend, this past weekend, I was in Atlanta, Georgia for, a, for an event with entrepreneurs, speakers, consultants, authors. And I've been in rooms like this before. And I think that, one second, y'all, let me put this on Do Not Disturb so we're uninterrupted. All right, when you're in rooms like that, well, I'll just be straight up and say like, when you're in a room with a lot of black people, I think there's still some generational trauma that we are still healing from as a people. And so one way that that manifests is you get a lot of like, my dad wasn't there for me. My mom was on drugs. My grandmother raised me, etc. And I mean, that's people's story. It is what it is, right? But that's not my story, by the grace of God, to the glory of God. I grew up in a healthy two-parent household. To this day, I catch my parents like kissing and, and cuddling. I've never seen my parents argue. <laughs> the one time I could think of seeing my parents argue, it was because like my dad loves the dollar store. And he was talking about getting some steak from there. And my mom called it cheap. And then it was this whole thing that was not cheap, it's inexpensive. I don't even know if I can call that argument. I've never seen my parents argue. And so I come from like this beautiful home. And for so many years, I was just like kind of numb to it. I didn't really fully appreciate it because I was so close to it. But now that I'm older and I have my daughter and everything and, I've, and what I've been through, I'm able to see like, oh my gosh, the heritage, the legacy of family and faith that has been created by my parents is so rich. Um, so shout out to them for that and if you i mean i think i'm pretty open about this but like i really want to be somebody's wife i've always wanted to be a, um i've always wanted to be married and i can remember even since i was in i can remember all the way back to kindergarten i don't really remember preschool as much but i know like i was up in kindergarten with a crush on everybody okay every male in my class i had a crush you know, I like this one because they had that. I like this one because they did this. Literally, it was like one thing I like about you, I got a crush on you. As a girl in kindergarten, don't ask me why. I don't know. Anyways, just, you know, my four-year-old mind. <laughs> but I've only desired love. And so I don't know if that's necessarily because I, like, looked at my parents' marriage and was like, oh, I want to be like them. But I, I know that it's because I grew up in a safe space of my parents' home with their healthy relationship that it allowed me to have that desire at a very young age for marriage. And I forgot where I was going with this, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, I just grew up really young in a, like with the legacy of faith and family. And with that, it involved things like uh, family dinners, family outings. I already mentioned how we would always go on family vacations. And side note, if you don't know, family dinners, look up the statistics and the research on family dinners. I think it's, I haven't looked it up recently. 
but just having family dinner once a week very powerful very powerful just by sitting down to have dinner as a family you're gonna prevent a lot of things like bad things from happening to your kids or within your family so I don't want to give you guys like false information that's why i'm not getting more specific but look up the research on what it does when a family sits down together for dinner so powerful and so growing up my mom i had a stay-at-home mom and we definitely had family dinners a lot and okay i remember i was going with my original point i wanted to talk about unconditional love really quickly because growing up as a girl in a healthy home seeing two parents with a healthy marriage and growing up with three siblings, I realized that I, and to this day, I know that I can, I am capable of loving another human being well because of the way that I love my family. I've seen forgiveness in my family. And so because of that, I know, I've always known that I will be able to love a man well because I'll be able to forgive him. I won't, I will not stay mad at him. I will know how to move forward because I've had the practice growing up as a girl within my family. Yeah, we have disagreements. Yeah, we have arguments. Yeah, we have had petty little fights growing up. Who doesn't? But we, it never lingered. It never caused bad blood. Like to this day, when I hear people say like, oh, I'm not on, on good terms with my brother. Oh, I don't talk to my brother. I don't, me and my sister, I can't relate and I pray to God that I can never relate to that because I love my siblings. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. I'll never stay mad at them, you know, and like I say by the grace of God because it's very easy to look at other people and say, I'll never be like that. But life has a way of humbling people. So that's why I say by the grace of God, I, I cannot relate to that, those sentiments. And I hope to never have that fractured relationship with my siblings. And I don't, I mean, by the, I just pray. All I can do is pray and do my part, you know. So my family is where I learned first as a girl about unconditional love. And I think that is linked to my, my desire for romantic love. So it all started in my family. And what else, what else, what else? Okay, so I did want to address, one, so one thing that I think my parents have done really well with is that even though, so, Three out of four of us are adults now. I think my family has always created this culture of like, you will always be welcome home, but we also fully expect you to go out and do your own thing. And that has created such a safe space for me and my siblings. So like my brother, he shortly after, he went away to college and then the plan got changed and he decided to do ministry school. So he didn't finish his college degree and he ended up moving all over the country for work and stuff and living with his friend. And he has never, since then, he has never moved back home. But my sister, she, I'll let her tell her own story one day, but she moved to California for a period. And then when we moved to Florida, she moved back in with us. And my parents, they let us live with them. They don't ask us for anything. And it's allowed me and my siblings to be able to just really set ourselves up financially as young adults in this world, which is such an amazing, amazing, amazing blessing. Like me personally, because my parents don't ask me for anything and they just allow me to be here and live my life with boundaries, of course. All right, don't get it twisted. Uh, so out of college, working as a brand new nurse in New York City, I was making just under six figures. 
And because my parents didn't ask me for anything and because I'm all about my money, <laughs> I was able to save up thousands of dollars very quickly. And so I graduated, I started my nursing career in 2018. And then in 2019, I started the process of home buying. And in January of 2020, I bought my own home at the age of 23 because I had the funds saved up because I had been living with my parents and it was a safe space for me to live with my parents because your environment is very important. I'm not going to get on here and be like, oh, live with your parents, save money. If you know darn well that living with your parents is toxic for you, you know, you have to take what applies to you. And I never want to give blanket advice because I understand that family is a very difficult topic. Family is not one size fits all and family gets complicated. So don't think that I'm on here, family, family, love, 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 and not aware of some people's realities. So I want to shout out my parents for creating a safe space for me and my siblings in that way. And so <laughs> I have to share my own experience with you guys because I really want to help somebody. And so like I said, at the age, I've always wanted to be somebody's wife. I've always known that I have a crazy capacity to love and I have a huge heart, right? So I just thought growing up, I had it all planned. I had my life plan. I, I had everything on my wedding plan. Right? I just needed a man. Any man who was a willing participant, he would do. That was my mentality. Like it's all done. Just gotta squeeze the man in there. And that is so wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you, at the time it seemed like okay, Up to my young naive mind it seemed okay, but now I know it's, hmm. let's talk about the values, okay? So that's what I grew up thinking and because I had that thinking and that, that innate desire to want to be a helpmate, to want to help and fix and build, I just thought that I could take any old man and love him well and that that would be enough, but love is not enough. There's so much more respect, values, integrity, character, la la la, all that good stuff that I, we're gonna get into, so stay tuned. Anyways, not tonight, but you know, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> so I got into a relationship with a broken individual, but I thought, I can see the good in anybody, right? And so I got into a relationship with my, he would become my daughter's father and my first husband. And I just, let me also add in that he came from a very broken, broken home. Um, and I just also want to say that like when I share about my daughter's father, it's not to bash him or throw dirt on him. It's so that you can understand. I want to paint the picture for you guys, but in a respectful way and Again, his story is his story, but and he's the only one who could really tell it, but I'm just gonna share the details so you have context when I talk. So anyways, I got into a relationship with this individual who comes from brokenness, who comes from deep-rooted trauma, um, who had two kids from a previous relationship with another woman. But at the time, I, because of my heart, I, I saw it as, yeah, you've been through a lot, but look at you, you're still here, you're still standing, you're doing pretty good by my standards at the time, right? Because he had several jobs, he had his own car. Uh, I never dated a guy with his own car before, so <laughs> this was an upgrade, okay? And you know, the fact that he had two kids 
didn't bother me because he seemed to be all about his kids and they're with the same woman and I got to meet her in our dating process. I got to meet the children in our dating process and I knew that I always wanted to be a mother anyways and I had a really big heart so I felt that my love would just extend to his children because of that. <laughs> this is my thought process because <laughs> I know differently now. Um, so anyways, you, you take somebody, you take me who comes from a strong line. I wouldn't even say line because like, I'm not going to say that there's no brokenness in my family, but within my immediate family unit is pretty solid by the grace of God. So you take somebody who's coming from a two parent household who grow, grew up in love and you pair it with somebody who, who grew up in trauma, who grew up in pain and you put that together and it's hard. I won't say it's impossible because I know there's people who have been able to make it work, but it takes two people to make it work. And I didn't have two people making it work. And so it was very much out of alignment. And one thing I want to say that about when it comes to family is that families are so powerful. Family is so powerful. When we have good, solid families, that spills over into communities, into schools, into churches, into jobs. Good families make for good communities. And so naturally, there's going to be an opposition. There, wherever there's an attempt for unity, there's going to be an opportunity for opposition, for separation. I mean, it is what it is. Like, the enemy doesn't want to see families thriving. And so you have to be very careful about who and what you bring into and around your family because not everything some things are coming into your family some people are coming into your family to tear it down and i didn't really think like that at the time so i get into a relationship with this individual who does not share the same values as family that i have and the classic trait in abusive relationships is that the abuser will try to isolate their victim to get them alone because there's certain things that won't fly in community. Like when you have a healthy community around you, that abuser can't do what they want to do because somebody's going to speak up. Somebody's going to check them. Somebody's going to let you know, hey, the way he's treating you, that's not good. And I will say that I initially I did have those things. I did have people around me that are like, why are you with this guy? I don't think this is it. He's not good for you. This is not it. But I chose to ignore them and do what I wanted to do because I was trying to prove a point, which that's the best place to operate out of. Anyways, long story short, I did, I did end up isolated with my abuser because I left home and I moved in with him. And so because of that being around him, because there was not an alignment in the values, uh, certain things that were normal about my family or that I understood about my family He was like constantly making little comments and things when my family didn't open welcome him with open arms He started to pick my family apart and to be honest with you My family is one of the big reasons my family and my daughter is what bought me out of abuse Because like I said, and I'm gonna continue to say I come from a strong family my it, people who really know my family People love us. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, right? Like, I mean, if you really get to know all of my family and the type of people that we are, people speak so highly of my family. And, you know, if, if one person says something different to what you're hearing, 
Okay, so let me say it like this. If everybody is saying, I love your family, you guys are amazing, you guys are solid, you guys are leaders, I love your family, and one person says, oh, I'm, your family's a mess, who am I more likely to believe, the many or the one? And so me growing up knowing what people have said about my family, when my abuser tried to talk different about my family, because abusers will try to, to try to twist your perception of reality, when he tried to do that to me, Something said, mm, I don't know, because I hear what everybody else is saying about my family, and I hear what you're saying about my family, and it's not lining up. So I think that's you. I don't think that's them. And and even after I had my daughter, my I really believe that if I was alone with my daughter's family, I would have went into, with my daughter's father, if I was alone with my daughter's father, I would have went into a really bad depression because I didn't, it was just such a toxic environment. I didn't have the proper support. But thankfully, my family was right there after I had my daughter and they were able to crack a smile out of me and support me. And I really believe that if not for my family, I would have been depressed real bad, real bad after I had my daughter. So anyways, you gotta be careful what you bring who, I mean, what you bring into and around your family because not everybody's trying to see y'all win. Not everybody's trying to see you guys united. And so back to me and my daughter's father, right? When, like, like I said, he comes from brokenness and pain. I've come from love and wholeness. And the two, it's a very difficult match if the two people are not on the same page with similar values. And so we did our premarital counseling, but we never finished it. <laughs> we just went and got married. And so the values, we started the discussion around values, but we never finished it. And of course, like who doesn't want a family, right? It's easy to say. But just like marriage, family, a solid family also takes work. And so we attempted it, but it was just very difficult because the two boys that my son, my daughter's father had already had, they were raised a certain way and they were used to certain things. And so when they would come to our house or, you know, to my house at the time, me and my at the time husband's house, uh, there was a certain way that I wanted to do things that I, that I saw growing up. So, for example, um, I grew up eating balanced meals. I grew up eating my vegetables. These boys grew up eating ramen. And there's nothing wrong with ramen. <laughs> we all love ramen. That's a staple right there. But just to like give a small example of, of the difficulties. So these boys are used to eating ramen. You come into my house, I'm cooking a... A whole meal right we got the side the 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 protein the vegetables and they're only eating like one thing because they never seen anybody cook like that and then they're looking to their father to set the example and depending on his mood depending on where how he's feeling that day he's either gonna be like yeah let's try these vegetables or like nah just eat what you want to eat and it's very hard to raise a family if you and your partner are not on the same page yeah and i also want to touch on the way that the husband and wife mother and father however you want to call it the leaders of the family talk to each other in front of the children it's a very big deal like i said i had never uh, seen my parents argue <laughs> in my whole life really and so then to come into this relationship where i'm trying to build my own home and these kids father is cursing at me in front of them it just sets a bad example 
And it was one thing for the boys to see that, but when my daughter came, it really flipped the switch for me. Like, oh no, you're not about to see your daddy treat me like this. And yeah, I'm not even gonna get into my physical incidents of domestic violence, which one of the children unfortunately did witness. And I don't even think that was his first time seeing domestic violence with his father, which breaks my heart. But your kids are watching, you're, you're setting a standard. And so what is that standard? What are you teaching your kids that this is normal? This is how it's supposed to be. The things that were being normalized in my household with my daughter's father, I refuse to normalize abuse. I will never normalize abuse. I will never normalize disrespect or mistreatment. And so I had to remove myself from that situation. So it's just things to think about when you're getting in relationship with somebody. Um, I know with me and my daughter's father, when we were attempting to, to, to make our own family, um, one of the things, okay, so like I've said, I, I was the one in the relationship with the better vision for family because I had seen it done growing up. So I just thought it would be easy to create my own family, but it's not, it takes work. It takes two people on the same page. But anyways, I, I thought because it happened so easy to me growing up that I would just be, be able to easily replicate that the values and the culture in my own family. But the problem, cause I'm very much traditional in my beliefs when it comes to family. So I believe that God is at the top. The husband is the head, the wife comes underneath that. And then the children. And I believe that the, the man and the woman are not, the woman is not under the man, they're partners, they're partners, they're partners, different strengths, different gifts, different abilities, they're partners, nobody's better than the other, they work together, they're a team, the head cannot turn without the neck. And so, the, so ideally the wife is supposed to submit to the husband, which is another discussion. And people have had that a lot. I don't know. Is that still a thing? Y'all still need us to talk about that? Anyways, the wife is supposed to submit to the husband. But there is times where the wife will come and take the lead. But for the wife to properly come and take the lead, that requires humility on the part of the man. And I tried, right? I tried to tell my at the time husband, this is how I grew up. I think this will be good. This is what, how I'd like to raise our family. But for him to be on the same page, it takes a level of humility. And humility is beautiful. It sounds easy, but pride, pride is the devil. Shout out J. Cole. Pride is the devil. I've seen pride ruin so many relationships. And I really believe that my marriage Yes, there was abuse, but I, I believe a big part of why it crumbled is because of pride. And so I'm there telling my at the time husband, I wanna do this with our family. I want it to look like this. I want us to do this. And he is saying, yeah, let's do it. But when push comes to shove, when it's time to do it, he's not on the same page. We're butting heads. We're arguing. Petty things are happening. There's disagreements. There's misalignment. It's it's not working and so i i learned because another thing is that when i went into my marriage when i went into the relationship with my daughter's father i i thought that so because everybody was telling me this ain't it he's not the one don't marry him everybody was telling me that right but what was social media telling me Social media was telling me, nah, we Bonnie and Clyde. We don't, it's us against the world. We don't need nobody. 
it's just me and my baby. We ride or die, right? That's what I'm seeing on social media. And so when it came time to enter this relationship, I chose to cut off community and isolate myself because it wasn't Bonnie and Clyde. We don't need nobody. And I have learned that that's not, uh, that doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I thank God for these lessons, man. It was not fun at the time, but I'm able to speak to y'all freely now. So anyways, yeah. If I could go back now to my younger self who thought like, oh, me and him against the world, I would tell her that's cute, but that doesn't apply to you because you value family. You, you really think you're about to cut your family off for this man? And I will tell you that's been a big part of my healing process after this relationship because I, I only needed to end up in an abusive relationship once, okay? Once and never again. And so I had a lot of work to do in the aftermath to make sure that I never ended up in that situation again. And um, I had to be honest with myself and, and tell myself, like, girl, you love your family. Your family is everything to you. You can't be with somebody who doesn't think the same. And a lot of times growing up as a girl, I put men or boys over my family a lot. And one promise that I've made to myself moving forward is that I will never put a man over my family ever again because my family has always been there for me and these men where they at where they at i'm single right now where they at <laughs> you know like i one one thing that one story that breaks my heart is that when i graduated high school um i was involved with this guy at the time and that was a little hot mess situation to say the least but he did show up to my high school graduation. And so after graduation was over, everybody's going to their family and friends and taking pictures. I was with homeboy and whoever drove him to the graduation. Anyways, I was with him and my family was waiting for me to take pictures on that night. And they never the pictures never happened because I was too busy entertaining this no good boy. And that really breaks my heart because now that I'm older, I really wish I had pictures from my high school graduation with my family but I missed the opportunity because my focus was on other things. I was distracted. So now moving forward, I told myself I'll never put anybody before my family because my family has been there for me time and time again, and I have to honor them. Uh, so I know, I now know that my value for family, it's a real thing, and I have to live my, my life in a way that represents it. And also family has been redefined for me now as a single mother. I never wanted to be a single mother. That's not anything I saw growing up. Um, in my own home, I saw my grandmother as a single mom raise all my cousins because my aunt wasn't there and my grandfather decided to leave her. So I knew that it was it is possible. That was just my personal example of, among countless others. I knew it was possible to be a strong single woman raising children. I knew it was possible because I've seen it time and time again, but that's not the reality I wanted for myself. I wanted a healthy two parent home. And let me also just say that when I talk about a two-parent home, people are quick to say, oh, well, because you can tell a lot about somebody about how they talk about family. And people are quick, when I talk about a two-parent home, people are really quick to say, oh, well, just because it's a two-parent home doesn't mean that it's healthy. I know, that's why I left my daughter's husband, because I wasn't about to have a two-parent household, and it, some two-parent households are more broken than single homes. Trust me, I know. So don't get it twisted. But 
yeah, like I know from now on because my values for family are what they are moving forward when because I'm very much open to love. I'm very much still hoping to remarry and have more kids. That's still my dream to this day. What happened to me didn't change that. I still want to be somebody's wife. I still want to be somebody's mother. I mean, I am somebody's mother, but more people's mother. <laughs> and so I know that I have to do things differently when it comes to relationships and family and moving forward because to do the same thing over again and expect different results is the definition of insanity. And not only that, but when I left my abusive marriage, when I left my daughter's father, I, it really opened my eyes to the spiritual aspect of relationships that I was downplaying, which is a conversation I'm going to have another time. But anyways, um, yeah, let me tell you something. Relationships are very much spiritual. Uh, you could get into a relationship and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, this is the one. I'm so happy. Like, this is great. And the devil is sitting back feet kicked up, talking about, got him. I don't even have to worry about setting up nothing because that relationship is going to take them out. Relationships are very powerful. You can't just be with anybody. And so so after my daughter's father, it I had to, a lot of work to do, a lot of self-assessment because I'm not ending up in the same place again. When I left my daughter's father, God told me I chose you to break the cycle. So I had to identify what was the cycle. How did I keep ending up with the same men in different faces, going round and round in a circle of madness? I had to cut that off. I'm breaking the cycle. I'm a cycle breaker. And so part of that was I had to look at my values because the truth is that I have actually done, taken the time to sit down and, and assess my values and write them down and order them and structure them. I took the time to do that. But I, so I set the boundaries, I set my standard, but when it came to getting into relationship, I did not honor my boundaries. I did not honor my standard. And I just, I just went with my feelings. I'm in love, he chooses me. We doing this Bonnie and Clyde. Like I'm a big girl now, I don't need nobody. I just, my standards, my values, they went out the window and I settled so bad. <laughs> if I had a list of 13 values, this man had three. I settled so bad. And so when I got out of the relationship, I had to look, revisit that list of what I said I want in a husband, revisit that list of who I said my values are because your values dictate how you live your life, your values are a representative of your, your so your beliefs and your values are going to influence how you show up in the world um so anyways i had to re-look at those things and reassess them and like ask myself like what what did i say was important because clearly I, I did not get the result that i was looking for and so now like i've said going forward i know better than to dishonor my values and my boundaries they're non-negotiables because they protect me because they make sure that i get the desired result and so i just really wanted to talk about family and all that because family is so important family is so powerful and i wanted to encourage somebody because you know that's what i'm all about if i'm talking somebody's getting encouraged and so let me just before i close out let me make sure i didn't miss anything yeah, I said it all. Okay, so in closing, I just wanted to reiterate that family matters, all right? Don't let anybody tell you different. 
And if you came from a broken family and you don't know what good family looks like, I want to encourage you to create your own. Don't stifle or muffle that desire for family because God loves family. He moves so powerfully through family. And so if you have a desire for family, I need you to honor that. I need you to find people who have solid families and spend time around them. Every good family I know, like I said, not just anybody could come in, you know, not just anybody could come around. You can't let everybody in your house, but if you're a good person with a good heart, I guarantee you some family's gonna let you hang out with them. And I encourage you to get around a solid family. Watch how the husband and wife treat each other. Watch how the mother interacts with her children. Watch with the, how the father like spends time with his children, how he treats his wife, the type of man that he is. Take note of all these things. When you see things that you like, take notes of them so that in due time, you will be able to recreate them. Um, find you a good podcast on family. Find some dope families on social media. And I mean, I know social media, you know, everything looks pretty on here, but you can still find some things to aspire to. So, you know, and I have to say like family, yes, you're born into a family, but you also have the opportunity to create your own. So don't forget that. And, you know, just choose wisely. If you're like me and you're desiring marriage and family one day, find somebody who values those things too and have very deep, honest, transparent conversations and walk away sooner than later if you need to. But you have to choose with wisdom because you gotta remember, especially when you're dating, you're not just dating, you're not just having fun. You're looking at this person. I won't even say dating because dating and courting are two different things. When you're courting, when you're dating with purpose, when you're getting to know somebody with the intention of marriage or a serious relationship, like really take time to have conversations look at how they treat their family look at how they talk about their family listen to how they share their aspirations for family their vision for family like because you're not just you're not just dating somebody you're looking at your potential purpose partner you're looking at your potential husband you're looking so ladies if you're looking at a man you're looking at your potential priest protector and provider so you can't just look at it as Oh yeah, he cute. We're gonna get married and have babies and live a happy life. No, like I need you to really take this thing seriously because it's that deep. And you can create a legacy. If you didn't come from a good family, a good family can come from you. And when your family, when you create a safe foundation of family and faith, it makes it starts a generational legacy for the, the future generations, right? My parents did their job, so I don't have to. I mean, I still have, there's still responsibility, but I'm not starting from the bottom, right? My parents did their job. Now I get to do my job. My daughter gets to do her job. My grandchildren get to do their job. And it's a generational blessing. It's a generational cycle and legacy of family. And so choose wisely. And I also wanted to address forgiveness because family involves forgiveness. And maybe you're watching my live and you can't relate. You and your mother don't talk. Your father was never there. Your siblings... Ooh, Lord. Maybe somebody watching on live or the replay, maybe you need to call up your mom. Maybe you need to find your dad. Maybe you need to shoot that text over to your sibling and tell them that you forgive them. And maybe you're not at the point yet where you can say, I forgive you to them, to their face or even a message, but I need you to start practicing forgiveness. Keep saying it. I forgive you, mom. I forgive you, dad. I forgive you, bro. I forgive you, sis. 
until you can get to the point where you can say it and mean it because your forgiveness is holding you back from blessings. That forgiveness, that unforgiveness is poison and it's only affecting you. And so healthy family really takes forgiveness. And so I just want to let you know, if you don't have it, you can create it. And don't take for granted the family that God has blessed you with. They might not be perfect, but that's who they are. And so forgive them if you need to. Love on them while you have them. And that's all I got, guys. This was good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you catch the replay. If you joined late, go back and start from the beginning. Because I really said so much on this live. And... I really hope that you didn't get just one thing, but a couple things that you're going to take and think on. And I don't know. Let me know. Send me a message. Let me know how this live was stood out to you if you have any questions. Thank you guys for the support and encouragement. Um, over the past few days, I have gotten such an outpouring of love. I had my first speaking engagement, and that was super exciting. And I got so much love about being on stage and everything and i appreciate it and i saw every comment and every message was a little bit much to reply to i tried to um, acknowledge everybody in some way but i'm really excited guys i want you to stay tuned um you know things are really just getting started over here i'm gonna be rolling out some really big things for you guys um i have a worksheet go check out my last post i have a worksheet that's gonna help you get clear on your goals and there's a section about family on there so if you want that worksheet DM me about the worksheet and I will get it sent out to you probably in the next couple days. It's already Thursday, I think. I don't know. Yeah, so I won't say by the end of the week. I, I should have it out to you guys tomorrow. But if you're catching this replay and you want that worksheet to get clear on your goals, DM me. Um, I'm really excited. I'm going to be releasing a journal soon. That is a labor of love. So look out for that. I also have my first book coming out. It's already written. I just settled on the cover and the title. So that's going to be coming out soon as well. And Get Up 10 Podcast. Yeah. You guys thought I forgot about that? No. Get Up 10 Podcast will be relaunched in August. I'm really excited. So expect to see my face more. And please, please, please let me know what you want to hear about, what you want me to talk about. I'm going to have some guests on there. So stay tuned, guys. We're just getting started. I love you guys. Have a great night and go love on your family, guys. Bye. Okay, give me a second while I end all these. <laughs>